Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about, I feel like this is going to be a ragey show. I feel like we have some rants. And I also like am already suppressing giggles and I don't know (laughs) why. I just immediately as soon as we hit record, I just have the urge to burst out laughing every time. It's the microphone effect. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's what happens. What are we talking about today? Uh, Well, I did a kind of partner review with our film reviewer, Randall King, um, on I Feel Pretty, the new Amy Schumer film. So we're going to be t- discussing that a little bit. I'm also going to be discussing that, even though I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but you're going tomorrow and you kind of catch the gist. Exactly. Um, we're also going to be talking about Earth Day and recycling. Very exciting. Earth, Earth Day, <laughs> I know. Super exciting. Recycling pod. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about recycling and how um, it's about to become more complicated and what we can do about that. your week jen this week was busy uh yeah it was it was very busy <laughs> from work it's like crazy <laughs> um so yeah so basically just doing all the interviewing in the world yeah um but spring has finally oh, arrived thank god i wore a dress with bare legs the other day excuse I was like, me oh my god you're tempting fate I know. Were your legs like willing it to snow? Were your legs glowing in the sunlight from their whiteness? I have a tan line (laughs) from a pair of cropped pants that I I wore. You were going to say Crocs. (laughs) God, hello, have we met? Um, From a pair of like Lululemon crops that I was wearing on the dock on May long weekend two years ago (laughs) and i still have it so i'm guessing i just got like a third degree burn and and now it looks like i'm wearing like half a tan sock for (laughs) the rest of my life so it's slowly fading but not very fast like basically it's almost the same age as my niece this tan line (laughs) like it's the worst so but so i unveiled my tan line um i also hosted elizabeth renzetti's uh launch at mcnally robinson on monday night it was great. It was, uh, the conversation was really good. Talked about, you know, modern feminism, sort of the, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The divide between younger and older feminists. And she said a bunch of smart things to say. And it was nice because I had a few people come up to me, um, including one person who said that they didn't normally read the free press, but they were going to get a subscription. Based Way on my go, interviewing skills. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. So I was, I was excited One person that. at a time. I had one reader at a time. So yeah. I plugged this, of course, too. <laughs> I was like, if Good. you want to hear like more of this kind of thing, weekly. Good job. To, yeah, I know. High fives all around. Machine. How was your week? Um, My week was also just like slammed with interviews and writing. I'm not sure what it is about this time of year. I guess we're like, yeah, people are back on tour because the weather's nicer, ramping up for festival season. Out there doing stuff. Yeah. Bonkers. Um, and I, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but I actually went to a Jets game in a playoff game. Uh, the first one, which was now like almost two weeks ago. I can't believe, I can't, I, I know, <laughs> I know it makes me a bad one picker to say this, but I can't believe we're doing so well. <laughs> I, know. I know. And it was really exciting. I mean, my, uh, soon to be father-in-law was supposed to go with my fiance, but he recently had hip replacement surgery and he didn't think he'd be able to like navigate the arena. Fair. So the ticket kind of just like fell into my lap and I was like, sure, I'll go. Um, and my fiance is like, put on this white shirt and like swing your towel and pretend like you want to be here. <laughs> so no one knows that you're an impo- uh, an imposter. And it was really fun, actually. I mean, my head was 
going to explode by the end of the night because it was so loud. And they, of course, they ended up winning. It's kind of like a nail biter, I suppose yeah. you could say. It seemed like it was an exciting game. And it was really fun. I'm glad that I went once, but I think I'm like, I'm, I'm playoffed out, to be honest. I hear you. I haven't really been participating, although I'm not neg like I'm not negative about it like no I no kind of, I'm just like me yeah. personally I'm I'm I will keep up I will check the scores but I I don't think I could sit through yet another game there have been um other times where I'm like I think it makes a big difference also when your city is in it like mm-hmm. and it's amazing how like even if you don't care about the jets it's like where's my jets tattoo by the end of it right <laughs> like much. everyone's into it right yeah. like um but it uh it's been really infectious i find and like i like seeing i don't want to ever go to the street parties but i like seeing your instagram <laughs> stories from them like i will yeah. never ever go to them but uh cuz i don't like crowds and it just seems like a lot but i love watching the instagram stories from them mm-hmm. like cuz it's just it's nice it's like oh everyone's rallying around this thing and it's part of a cultural moment and i kind of like that i feel like with a lot of cultural moments we're kind of experiencing them online now like you know mm-hmm. when everyone watches the oscars at the same time or like everyone's experiencing them kind of on twitter yeah it's kind of nice to see people doing it in person yeah, yeah. and experiencing it together and it kind of being a more community yeah. thing so We're going to talk about Earth Day. Earth Day. Well, we're going to kind of be talking about Earth Day. Basically, we're, we're so squared. <laughs> basically, we're doing that thing that like broadcasters do where it's like, it's national whatever day. Let's peg content to it. Yeah. Really, what we're talking about is recycling. Equally as exciting as Earth Day. Equally as exciting. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're losers. But anyway. Even butts in seats this week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... I really had no idea how recycling worked. Like I just no, neither. I put my plastics, my glasses, and my bottles and uh, my paper in a blue bin. And really, my involvement after that is, is I'm doing is something over. good for yeah, the earth. Exactly. <laughs> Yay for me! Yeah, yes. I put my yogurt container in this blue box, and the end. Yeah. Um. So yeah, obviously, it's way more complicated than that. And so there's news this week about China limiting waste imports. Which right. is leaving recycling companies kind of being like, oh, God, what do we do? Because I guess they accepted more imports than anywhere else. I literally had zero clue that we send any, let alone a lot, <laughs> of recycling to China. <laughs> so basically, what does this mean? It means lots of things to do with money, as our editorial suggests. But mm-hmm. it also means that we need to be even more diligent than you already need to be about what goes into yeah. a movement. Which is crazy to me. Why does it matter? Like, well, I don't understand why spilling coffee on a newspaper now makes it unrecyclable. I know. I And this is just going to, I feel like this is really just going to deter people from recycling at all. And that we're going to end up with a crap ton more stuff in the I landfill. Agree. Or you put things in your blue bin and you don't know where they end up. And I know right. people have had that um, <laughs> concern about, you know, when you're trying to recycle stuff at like Starbucks, for example. Yeah. It's like, well are my plastic lids going somewhere else? Or? I had a similar discussion with my fiance last week and I said to him, you cannot treat our recycling bin like a garbage just because it's closer to you than the actual garbage. Yes. So I dumped all my recycling into the big sort of apartment complexes bin. Right. And I had to like rifle through it because he had thrown like the kitty litter bag in there and oh like, like this is not a garbage. <laughs> like You can't just throw something that you think it maybe is recyclable into there. But it's so like... I think stuff that is obviously garbage, 
like that is <laughs> should be evident. However, like what's the different like the varying differences between kinds of plastic? Yeah, I have no idea. Right? Like I don't I'm not careful about that at all. Mm-mm. Um but more than recycling, I think what's interesting about the sort of the three R's conversation mm-hmm. is the reducing and reusing. Yeah, those are like definitely the less popular R's. They are. So <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny when you're really tired. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the less popular R's because I think I think there's things that we could be doing better. I know speaking for myself for sure. Like Oh yeah. Produce bags. Yeah, you know what? I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, I don't know why I throw them out when I could just be using the same. I know. And it's like, it's not great. You should probably be using like the reusable kind that you can purchase from a different store of mm-hmm. like a plastic, yeah, not yeah. Bl- plastic, but like some of them are beeswaxy material or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like failing to do that. Why, why am I not just keeping the ones that I've already used to put more bananas in them next time? <laughs> oh, I know I'm terrible with that. I there, and I think there are some things such as bananas, for example, or avocados that don't need to necessarily go into a plastic I bag know. because they have a peel. I know. Um, I don't, I, just like I don't it. mean to produce bag shame, but, <laughs> but multiple things. So like if you're buying a lot of apples, right. it's useful to put them in a bag so they don't <laughs> roll all over the world. Does it have to be a plastic bit? No, it doesn't. So that's something yeah. that I, I think I'm going to endeavor to look into as well as I use, I have smoothies every day. Um, and I use stainless steel straws at home Mm -hmm. why can't i just put one in my purse right you know stuff like that on that note one of my cousins is in doing her environmental science degree and as part of her program she had to like do this presentation for as many people as possible and it was about no longer using plastic straws and how detrimental they are to the environment and how long it takes them to biodegrade which is terrible which is spoiler alert like literally hundreds of years yeah and then she showed me this video of this wonderful like huge snapping turtle that had a straw stuck up his nose and these environmentalists were like pulling the straw and i was like almost in tears i'm like i'm never using a straw again this is awful so everyone just buy some reusable straws for christ's sake (laughs) exactly (laughs) save some turtles think of the turtles but honestly, so, and the other thing that I think we could be more mindful of um, is fast fashion and mm-hmm. how much textile waste ends up in yeah, the landfill. Definitely. Because there isn't, there's not really a great way to um, recycle textiles, mm-hmm. especially since as clothes have become more cheaply made and mass produced, right. they're not organic blends. So they're not 100% cotton. They're not, they don't. They're not biodegradable. They're like polyester blends. That's where the most unpopular R can come in. Reuse. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) secondhand stores, vintage shops. So many in Winnipeg, too. Yeah. Like, I think they're kind of on the rise, too, it seems. Mm -hmm. I follow plenty on Instagram. And I'm, you know, looking, of course, for wedding dress. And there's actually mm -hmm. a shop in Winnipeg that sells previously owned wedding dresses which is great because that is probably the most expensive single use item that we yeah (laughs) and they're all like really well taken care of and i believe they even include like notes from the first bride who wore it so that they like tell you how their day was or whatever yeah um so i'm definitely going to be stopping in there to see if they have have something that will work for me coffee cups is another big one that i need to improve on we're just going to make a list of everything you can do (laughs) everything that you can do but it's true because i think you know i think a lot of people recycle and then call it a day so it's true time to ramp up our efforts moving on yeah let's talk about what do you want to talk about now 
Um, maybe we should continue on with the green theme. Sure. We were going to talk a little bit about weed. The, the other day that <laughs> two happens square, in April. <laughs> two squares are going to talk about weed. Yes, your two grandmothers <laughs> attempt to discuss marijuana. <laughs> that, that's what this segment will well, be. Well, we're recording it on a Friday. It is 4.20. It is 4.20. I mean... I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. I want to go to something that you kind of said before we started recording, which is talking yeah. about sort of the stigma of yeah. people who partake yeah. in marijuana. Yeah. Um, because I think people who smoke still feel a real stigma about that. For sure. Um, and fair enough. And I mean, even though I think squares like us would assume that 420 is getting less and less political because who cares it's going to be legal now yeah um apparently that is not the case no so yeah Saul Israel who is our uh cannabis, cannabis reporter, reporter and we have a cannabis reporter yes we do um he had a piece about that and just how um 420 is actually more political than ever among advocates and people who right because even though this legislation is coming into place there are a lot of problematic elements that people are still not happy about so yes and yeah. because it also just seems like we're not ready generally it's true like, there's no real way to test for it like motorists there's no like it just it seems to be a lot of issues surrounding it yeah and i think there's a lot of concerns that people have about like if it's actually going to solve some issues such as like the over incarceration of people in color for example right um but it's interesting because to people who are outside of that world like Me. you and i it seems like there is less of a stigma. Yeah. For me, as long as I can remember, <laughs> the st- there was no stigma. It was like, oh, the cool kids smoke weed and you don't yeah. smoke weed, so you're not cool. Exactly. Like I always refer to myself as the squarest music reporter in the world because <laughs> I don't smoke weed. I don't have any tattoos. I don't really drink that much. Like for me, I feel like there's a stigma on me for being so square. And I think, <laughs> I think that there is something to that. And I think you, we see that a lot with alcohol. Mm-hmm. it's people are like oh my god if someone doesn't drink they're like oh my god you don't drink that's why? true that's true why and so it wouldn't be surprising me if we see sort of the, what you're experiencing with marijuana happen more frequently as it that happens to me already because it happens, it happens already oh you don't you never smoke weed why don't you want to try it like, yeah no i don't so i feel like it's going to happen more because it definitely happens with alcohol and alcohol as people may or may not recall was also something that you had to buy in a brown paper bag. <laughs> yeah. You had to write down what you wanted. Like it wasn't nearly as accepted as it is now. Now Whereas it's now, too accepted. <laughs> well, yeah. Like just, I feel like there's sort of this weird cultural promotion of binge drinking, especially for women. Mm-hmm. And then the whole like cottage industry on how like wine is mommy juice and their whole like wine motherhood link that has started to emerge. And yeah. I read a few columns about that this week because I guess we're heading into Mother's Day mm-hmm. and people are thinking about it. But yeah, it's just sort of this like weirdly totally accepted thing, even though it too has problematic elements. Oh, for sure. Right? Like for sure. I'm just really interested as someone who is so outside of that community to see how things roll out and to see what actually happens as it begins to become more common. Yeah. And I think we're in a really interesting cultural time. I mean, nobody, like very few generations have experienced something like this Mm -hmm. where it's been like a illegal substance has finally been legalized Mm so yeah it'll be really interesting um but you can we have lots of cannabis coverage because we have a cannabis vertical which you may or may not know it's called the leaf not an article a website jen i said a vertical oh vertical i thought you said an article (laughs) i'm like um that's more than one yeah it's called the leaf um and it is sort of a branch (laughs) of the free press but uh it's all of our cannabis coverage and also if you're a super square you can write into our 
advice columnist herb yeah yeah so you can ask him any oh. any questions you have yeah. about weed and he will not only answer them he will research his butt off to try to get you the most any thorough. burning questions yeah. you may have you can also email us at questions yes we still have an advice column as well i'm gonna slide a plug in bury Plugs the lead around. at winnipegfreepress.com and aaron will a- answer your non-weed related conundrums. i mean i could try for weed I mean, too, but can. it will not be successful <laughs> <laughs> so you saw yeah i feel pretty i did i went amy um, schumer's new movie we did like a sneaky sneaky peeky <laughs> preview screening <laughs> and you did kind of like a, a he said she said yeah like we had done the same thing for wonder woman and mm-hmm. and randall had kind of felt that this film particularly would require a female's perspective so we saw it. Um, I was pretty ready to hate it just from the trailer. How come? Well, the the trailer, which I will preface by saying was not a very accurate representation of everything that happened in the film. Um, basically, the, the trailer made it seem uh, as though Amy Schumer's character, very low self-confidence, not, not confident at all in her physical appearance. Um, she goes to SoulCycle, falls off the bike, smacks her head on a bike and basically this concussion or head injury makes uh, she wakes up and and she feels like she's the most beautiful woman in the world so basically someone like amy schumer who is like a size 10 maybe no less she's she said she wavers between size six and eight needs to have a head injury she needs to be confident right she needs to have a mental illness basically to to feel and then you know they're very careful they don't ever show in any mirrors or whatever what she actually is seeing in herself she never she never verbalizes like i'm so thin but the insinuation is is there because she wakes up from her coma or whatever red injury she's like touching her thighs and like holding her belly and she's like my boobs my butt everything's so amazing um and then she proceeds to get the job of her dreams and she starts dating this guy and her career starts skyrocketing in turn, her ego inflates and she has um, sort of a tense relationship with her friends who are played by Busy Phillips and A.D. Bryant from SNL. Uh, and then everything comes to a head when she gets hit in the head again, loses her, what she sees in herself, spirals hard, like hard. And then, of course, in the end, she's like, but I was beautiful all along. It was all in my mind. You know, <laughs> like you're, you're so- moral. <laughs> so it sounds like the premise yes is pretty good from an empowerment standpoint but the execution yeah. maybe is not the greatest just on a technical level alone there were a lot of plot holes and the end was really really sloppy like she does this huge final speech but in the context of the film it's to sell makeup <laughs> so <laughs> she has this huge speech about empowerment and like i love my friends and i was beautiful all along but here's this new makeup line that you should purchase oh, and like she schumer herself has admitted that that was not the best way to like wrap things up but they had to just tie everything up you know at the end so oh, that's unfortunate yeah it's, it's I, also hard when your lead character and sort of the person through which the story is told Mm -hmm. is okay yeah she may not be a hottie mccott hots by hollywood standards right but come on (laughs) yeah like you're a straight size white blonde lady like yeah that was some of the initial backlash uh, on twitter and stuff when the trailer came out they're like i'm really sorry but i have a really hard time buying into the premise that i should feel sorry for amy schumer and you know the film 
it also addresses, you know, the point of no matter what you look like, you, people have insecurities. They have that model. I can't remember her name. And she has a moment in the bathroom with Amy Schumer and she's crying because someone dumped her. And Amy Schumer's like, what do you mean someone dumped you? You're perfect. It was very like superficial, like very base level. Yeah. But the point they're trying to make is that even someone who we think is perfectly pretty or whatever you want to say, like Amy Schumer, that everyone has insecurities. And that was that was the point, the moral, the whatever, the intent, but it was kind of lost on me. I also think that there is sort of a weird trope, kind of the inverse of that, that people who are living in a larger body aren't self-confident. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind right. of like, you know, when you look at someone who seemingly has the perfect body, that they must have a perfect life. Mm-hmm. When you look at someone with an imperfect body, you assume yeah. that they must be riddled with self-confidence issues mm-hmm. and low self-esteem, which isn't true. No. And I think that also was kind of part of it as well. Like when she became confident, she was the receptionist at, a, at this makeup company and she was super, super confident and everyone kind of gave her the side eye about it. So they were kind of trying to touch on that as well, I think. But again, it just was not technically executed very well. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And I would just like for once, I would just really love if these kinds of movies just stopped. <laughs> yeah. Just like, why does someone's size or appearance need to always play into a plot point? Like, why can't there be an overweight character who's just living their life as, as a thin person would? Like, it, yeah. I feel like we're past the point of needing that to be a plot point. And I think that's what people, when they talk about thin privilege I think that's one of the things they're talking about is like the privilege of being able to just exist in the world and not be constantly reminded of Mm -hmm. your size Mm -hmm. or being told you know Lindy West who I have quoted often on the show um had an essay about that where she was working out at the gym and people kept coming up to her and being like good job and she's like well, do you go, go up to like, other people who are exercising and say good job like she's yeah. like why am I always having to be acutely aware that I am like someone's what they're scared of becoming and that's why they're here right you know I don't understand why any one person's decisions and lifestyle impacts you know the greater public and well yeah just let let me live it's <laughs> so it's hilarious to me when people accuse the body positivity movement of quote promoting obesity it's mm-hmm. like that's not promoting obesity it's promoting respect for your fellow human being right you know that's literally all that is about is just people having respect and dignity and it just like it it bothers me on so many levels but one thing especially is like don't do not feign concern for a stranger mm-hmm. when really you're just projecting your fears totally right like that bothers me so much so i'm seeing this movie on saturday yeah i'm so. really interested to see what you think again i did not hate it there were some like genuinely super 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 funny moments yes yeah, so you're I, saying there were some legit lols yeah i mean who doesn't laugh at some diarrhea humor like honestly <laughs> <laughs> literal diarrhea humor um so there were some legit funny moments but i felt that the problem problematic elements both in the narrative and in the tone uh kind of outweighed that and i don't know that it would become sort of a girls night classic the same way that something like bridesmaids did (laughs) 
So we're going to wrap things up this week with reading, watching, listening, mostly just because there's a podcast that I really want to talk about. You go for it. You're like, you're just like <laughs> just getting like excited. Buzzing. No <laughs> pun intended. You'll find out why. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of episodes of a podcast called Getting Curious, and it's hosted by one of the guys who's part of the new Queer Eye group. Oh, okay. His name's Jonathan Van Ness. He is the quote unquote grooming expert on Queer Eye. So I don't remember if I've talked about Queer Eye at all on the pod i don't know if we have i haven't started watching it yet okay so i know you have been i watched the whole thing because i really enjoyed the first kind of iteration of it maybe a decade ago mm-hmm. maybe even longer actually and i was really putting it off and then one of my friends told me that i should just do it because it's actually really good and i can't even not i can't can't even speak because i'm so excited <laughs> it is so good like it is so endearing and heartwarming and usually i find like sort of almost that put on flamboyance a little bit like off-putting yeah but they, it's not put on. Like, that's just who they are. And it is so great and lovely. And I love it. So this guy, Jonathan, he hosts this podcast. And so once a week, he brings in an expert to answer just whatever question he has. And so this week's episode is called, How Can We Be Less Rude to Bees? And so he has a, he has a bee expert, bee specialist on. And uh, it's just not, not only is it very informative, because he asks all those stupid questions that you would be embarrassed to ask yeah that everyone thinks but no yeah it is so flippin funny like he's talking to this bee expert and he's like wait have you seen my girl (laughs) the expert is like uh and then he explains to him in the film that macaulay culkin kicks a bee's nest or beehive and the bee stings him and kills him (laughs) and he goes on this huge tangent about this movie and this bee expert's like oh i don't think i've ever seen that (laughs) also what how have you not seen that That yeah but it's just a very funny and informative podcast and i'm very very into it there's 50 episodes so they're all about half an hour oh it's almost as many as as we have yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's great i would really really suggest checking it out um sidebar i like when people ask those kinds of questions and i kind of endeavor to do that endeavor to do that as a journalist yeah because especially in a scrum situation because you just know everyone is thinking about this right and i think there's a tendency when especially when you're interviewing an expert to to get super self-conscious yeah because you're like i have to sound smart when really like i love that's why you have an expert yeah exactly i love how he asked if there can be other colors than yeah he asked if there could be other colors than black and yellow bees and like the episode previous was what makes a cult a cult there's like what makes the bail system such a hot mess amazing (laughs) um what's it really like to be a woman in the military why do white people need to know about racism like they get into actually really political stuff sometimes too about the opioid crisis super cool yeah Um, that's a great armenian genocide one episode but it's can be also really light and funny (laughs) wow that's a lot of range i know and it's like really good everyone just start listening to this i'm waving my hands in the air and you can't see it (laughs) she's very excited there's a lot of flailing but please go go listen to it right now um, I'm not watching this yet, but this is sort of like a mini spring TV preview mm-hmm. uh, because there's a show that I'm very excited about that's coming back because Juliana Margulies is returning to TV. So she's was on The Good Wife. Oh, yeah. 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 And ER before Your that. Your fave. Yeah. My fave. Um, she was Alicia Florek on The Good Wife. And uh, now she's returning in a new series called Dietland, which is based on the novel. Okay. Um, it premieres on AMC on June 4th. And she's a redhead in the show. And oh, I really? Cannot wait. Um, is but it yeah. a wig or is it her real hair? It seems to be her real hair. Oh. Um, I don't but know yeah. why that matters to me, but it does. <laughs> she basically, uh, she works as an editor for a New York fashion magazine. Of and course. It's kind of like dealing with some of the things we talked about in this episode. But also, um, it's very timely because it's uh, kind of a, a Me Too type okay. storyline as well. Um, so, Yeah. 
I'm reading from the thing on AMC. Um, at the same time, everyone is buzzing over news reports about men accused of sexual assault, abuse, and assault who are disappearing and meeting untimely, violent deaths. Oh, yes, yeah, so it's called Diet Line. Into that, it's a satire. It sounds amazing. June also, 4th, can we excited. one day talk about why every single freaking thing is set in a magazine in New York City? It, yeah, it's kind of true. Eh? All of them always. It's, everything happens at a magazine. Let me tell you, working in a magazine is not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> the other show that I really love that's also set in a magazine is The Bold Type. I don't know if you're watching that. No. Um, yeah, that's also really good. But you're right. There seems to be... Every rom-com, they always work yeah. for a magazine writer. Every single time. Every single one. Like spending a year on their one story that they never end up writing. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Kate Hudson. Yeah. Eva Mendes. Amy Schumer Amy in Trainer. Yeah. Always a magazine. And they always end up falling in love with their source. Always. Which <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> does not happen. <laughs> it's also very like poor judgment on the reporter's yes. part. Not only is it deeply unprofessional, yes. it's also just like a very sexist TV and movie trope. Where one day we'll get back to this and we'll do a deep dive. We're going to do a deep I'm dive. Locking on it in the noggin for later. Same. What are you working on right now? What am I not working on is the question. <laughs> right? <laughs> so crazy. Um, uh, I've done so many things. I can't even remember what's happening. Oh, um, I interviewed both Weaves and the Beaches. Cool. So two. Well, the Weaves is not all female. Just this, the singer is. But the Beaches is a all female, like really, really young rock band. So they're both playing Winnipeg on April 30th. They've been also getting a lot of like mainstream radio play. Yeah. And they just wanted Juno, The Beaches. Mm -hmm. And Weaves was my best album in 2017. Didn't they win the curse, Juno, though? Oh, Best Breakthrough? Yeah, Yeah. they they did. They certainly did. Um, But both of them have really amazing albums. I would recommend checking them out. And they are playing in Winnipeg on the 30th. Awesome. Um, I'm working on more like thinky think stuff. So I'll probably be writing about this uh, Dietland show and more in a more fulsome way. Um, I'm also looking at, there's a bunch of things that have come out that are kind of addressing motherhood, but from like a really gritty, honest way. So yeah. the new Jason Reitman Tully movie, right. which is opening um, on May 4th, I believe your birthday. Um, and then a couple of books. One is already out um, called, and now we have everything about motherhood before she was ready to become a mom. And then uh, the Canadian author, Sheila Hetty, she mm-hmm. has a book coming out called motherhood as well. So I, gonna look at all three of those things and just kind of got a lot of reading to do got a lot of reading to do and some watching and just uh yeah kind of how the portrayal of motherhood is shifting Mm -hmm. and how for non-mothers or people who are childbearing age who are thinking of becoming mothers how it all seems really terrifying so (laughs) (laughs) gonna deep dive into that a little bit um you can find everything that we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com you can also follow us on social media i'm at jen's on instagram and twitter and i'm at naya rebel on instagram and twitter you can also email us at bury the lead uh, at winnipegfreepress.com for questions anything for the advice segment send anything our way yes please do and i will see you next week no i'm still here next week are you still here next week yeah i'm off the week after so we'll both we- see you next week okay okay